Greeting with the Holy Word's peace. And you all know I don't like gossip, right? Right. So I'm going to explain it one time. Doesn't need to be talked about anymore, okay? Young man named Riley that was introduced to the congregation on last Sunday who was going to be Jaylee's friend. Jaylee Wayne, one homecoming queen. All right. We should have had her in here. We'll get next Sunday. We can give her. And you remember Riley stood up. Yes, it was his father that got killed in the train hitting the truck. Right. So that's part of life. We, when he gets back here next week, we don't need to question. We don't need to talk about it. We want to pray for that young man. Amen. Right. Right. And it lets you all know you can be up. And y'all's pastor keeps telling you. Handle your mountains and your valleys the same. You see, and there's a song, God is God on the mountain, he's God on the valley. But that young man is a very uh, great young man. He's very committed to his church. And he had no idea the best time of his life on Friday would be the worst time of his life on Saturday. But I try to teach you all, this is why we need the Lord. We have no control over that stuff. Accidents happen. And you, our pastor tells you all the time, if, keep living. Trouble to find you. And it's sad. Here we go. One of the things, and there's two things, words that are used very carelessly. And those words are friends and family. And you have to be careful using those words, friend and family. And, you know, a lot of people, will, uh, I'm not very uh, close to my biological family and a lot of folks would try to push themselves on their biological family see I don't even know one half of my biological family many of you in here are in the same situation because I didn't know my father never done all that but it does not matter it only mattered until I was born again let me tell you when we get to looking at family and sometimes you need to be careful with family the first murder in the Bible was Cain killing Abel. It was a brother, right? And the first jealous thing was Joseph and his many brothers, what they had done to him, right? And then friends, we understand what, what friends have done to one another. And uh, David uh, once wrote a Psalms, and he said in his Psalms, he was betrayed by a friend. Even my close friend, someone who I trusted, one who I shared my bread, has turned against me. And so he was talking about a friend. Some people put the wrong people in the wrong place. You see, sometimes you want to keep your, your, your friends in your bosom. Ask me why. You can keep an eye on them. Yeah, I know who my enemies are. I ain't got to worry about them. It's that friend and that family member that you put in your bosom is the one that can betray you. It wasn't an enemy that betrayed Jesus. Right. It was one that was right there with him. Right. You understand? And, uh, and so we want to talk about that uh, today because I want, I done this last Sunday for the other church and I wasn't afraid to bring it to us. It is it's very important with friends and loved ones. All right? Listen, the reason we have purple on today is domestic violence. Right. right? 
And, and unfortunately, domestic violence gets overlooked because of breast cancer. And you know, it, it's a big thing. And breast cancer is very important. 42,000 women die a year of breast cancer. But in the midst of all of that, domestic violence gets hidden. Three women die a day in domestic violence. And so if three women die a day in domestic violence, it's not because of an enemy. Hmm? It's because of what? A so-called friend, boyfriend or whatever, or husband or ex, right? And men go through it too, but you see what I'm saying? So, so what we've got to teach our young children, uh, there is a better way, all right? Three women die a day in domestic violence. Those are the ones that die. By the time that I get through with this message, there'll be hundreds that'll be assaulted, all right? And so what in this church here, we're not afraid to deal with the issues. We're not, we're not scared to deal with domestic violence. And one, unfortunately, domestic violence happens with so-called church folks. There's a difference from somebody being a, in the body of Christ than a church member. Because you have to understand here, come on men and women here, we, we're gonna, there's a difference. You act different and you treat people different when you're in the body of Christ, right? When you are a believer or saved, all right? And so we here are, are hoping and praying that there's no domestic violence in this church, right? And domestic violence is not always against women. There's domestic violence against children and domestic violence against men, all right? And so one of the things is it, you get caught up into that family circle, okay? And you think, and a whole lot of women have been, and I'm going to call it just like it is, molested and going through all these things because it's mostly somebody they know or, and I hate to say this, or a family member, young boys and young girls, right? And sometimes we see it and hear about it, uh, about church folks, priests, pastors, come on here. And so uh, just because someone has a title, come on here with me, doesn't mean that they're a believer. <laughs> Are y'all with me? Yes. I got a little out of jail. I'm right, because we're going to get this done. You see what I'm saying? So, so we got to know the, the, the spirit of discerning helps us to know who's who. That's right. Do you understand what I'm saying? That's right. And we're never going to back off. We were never going to, in this church, back off issues that are true. We won't do that in here. And we don't care who it insults. We don't care who gets mad, because if it's the truth, it's the truth anyhow. That's right. All right? Amen. Right? And, and yes, yes, and everybody's sitting in your church. You don't, everybody's not your friend sitting in the church. Huh? You understand what I'm saying? And so there's a lot of stuff that goes on in churches that, that are worldly because they're worldly people sitting in the church. They're a church member, but they're not a member of the body of Christ. All right? That's right. And so we're going to talk about it. So sometimes the worst thing that can happen to you is to have the wrong friend in your life or the wrong uncle, come on here, you see, or stepfather, or even father, or mother, or stepmother, right? And so you can't, so we, we here are spiritual, right? So if, if, if God is telling us, and we're going to go through the scriptures, 
He tells us who our real family is, right? Do you understand what I'm saying? This young man that we're talking about is going through this tragedy. His strongest family members will be his church family members. You see what I'm talking about? Y'all with me? And see, I would rather be with God, the family God given me, than the family that I got born into. You see? So that's why we need to be what? Born again. So when we born again, we can get rid of that old DNA, right? Are y'all with me? You see, so sometimes, let me just do this a little bit because I just feel like doing it. Sometimes we waste, and some of you may be doing it, we waste too much time and too much money on family members. Uh, once Jesus done a great parable, and he talked about a woman that lost a coin, right? And she searched all night until she found that coin and she celebrated. And a man lost a sheep, that's property, right? One was finance, one was property, right? And they went out and got the lamb, brought it back, and they, they, they celebrated, right? And then in that same parable, he talked about a son, right? The son came to his father, right? And then he went on about his business, right? Did anybody in the parable go after the lost son? No. The reason he didn't go after the lost son, because you can't help lost folks, right? But the Bible says, but until the son finally messed up, got to his lowest point in his life, and the, and the Bible says, according to Christ, that when he came to himself, do you understand? He went home. He has to come to himself. Quit spending money on folks that are unsaved. You can't help them. Some folks are better off incarcerated. That's just a fact, right? And so, but the Bible says when he came to himself, he came where? He came back home. So what happened is he knows where I'm at. She knows where I'm at. I'm not going after them. They know my address. They got my cell number. You see, I'm not going to waste money and time going after somebody that's lost because they're going to stay lost until they find themselves, until they come to themselves, right? right. So we have to understand that. Now, to some of the mothers in here, because some of you mothers are in your kids' way, all right, that that hurts you, what Pastor's saying, because you want to babysit grown folks. (laughs) You, You see what I'm saying? So, so we're going we gonna to go here because I don't want you getting mad at me and upset at me. So we're going to, I can't tell you who your family is. Well, I could, but I'm not going to tell you who your family is, all right? I'm not going to tell you who you need to put in your family circle, all right? I'm going to let Jesus tell you who your family is, and I'm going to let Jesus tell you who you need to put in your family circle, right? It is amazing to me that a lot of family members can't figure out that they have a lost child that's going to stay lost, right? The Bible says, listen to me very carefully, God said, I would that all men be saved. Isn't that scripture? He said, I would that all men be saved. If he said, I would that all men be saved, that means some ain't. Right? And God, God, y'all know what the word reprobate means, mine? There's a scripture said that God would turn some over to what? A reprobated mind. You know what that means? He's through with them. That's what that means. So there's some folks, do you know there's a place called hell? That's created for hellions. They didn't like, folks didn't like that at all. No, they didn't. <laughs> I didn't create it. You believe in heaven and hell? Well, then there's some folk going to hell, right? right? And there could be a family member because they choose to go that path. That has nothing to do with you. And you can raise them right, and they can make the wrong decision, right? right. <clears throat> all right. So are you ready for me? Here we go. So we're going to start with Mark 3, 
31 through 35. Then Jesus' mother and brothers arrived. Mm -hmm. Standing outside, they sent someone in to call him. A crowd was sitting around him, and they told him, your mother and brothers are outside looking for you. So Jesus was outside, according to the scriptures. He was, I mean, excuse me, inside teaching, doing what he does, teaching the people. He had a crowd of people around him, and his, and his mother and his brother, okay, were outside, okay? And the scripture says what? Who are my mother No, no, start up brothers. again. I won't start up again because there's a point I just wanted to make. I didn't make it the last time I've done it. This is good. Go ahead. A crowd was sitting around him, and they told him, your mother and brothers right. are outside so looking he, for you. Here, it said, the crowd was around him. Look at me, my, look at me. A crowd was around him, and they told him the mother and brother was what? What? Why wouldn't they just go in? Right. <laughs> you see? If, you know, if, if uh, mine's gone, uh, mine's all passed, but I would tell the ushers. If my mother and brother tell them, come in, sit down, come in church, sit down until I get through. If they want to see me, they ought to want to hear me. Come on here. But the Bible says they sent somebody in to get him, right. to disturb him, huh? And to take away from what he was there to take care of, right? That's right. Isn't that just like family members sometimes? Yeah. When you're doing good work for the Lord, they want you to stop uh, and tend to them. Right. Right? Instead of coming on in. All right? And see what you're doing. I would have been curious enough to go and see what my brother was doing up in there. But they wanted the brother to leave what he's doing to come and see them. And Jesus said what? Who are my mother and my brother? They came in to him. He done a Johnny Fields. Who is my mother and my brother? <laughs> yeah. Who is my mother and my brother? That's what he done. I love Jesus. All right? Some of you all need to say that. Some of you all need to say that. All right, here we go. Then Jesus looked at those seated in a circle around him. And what he done is, he done like this here. I'm good. He, he done like this here. DJ, take care of me. Right. <laughs> I'm good. He done this. He looked at the congregation and said what? Here the, are my mother and my brothers. Here's my mothers and my brothers. I got everything and every member that I need in this church. You see, it doesn't matter if my mother supported, biological mother supported me, my biological father supported me, my brother and sister supported me. It doesn't matter. I got brothers and sisters, he said, in this congregation. That's right. Guess what? Not only do I have that, you have that too. That's right. All right, but you better figure that out, right? Keep going. And Jesus also says, whoever does God's will is my brother and sister he says, and mother. Whoever's doing God's will is my sister and my brother. You better figure that out. You're wasting too much time dealing with folk that don't need to be dealt with. Now, you understand what I'm saying? If they're doing, whoever's doing, God, my Father, God, the Holy Ghost, God, the Son, those are the people that are my brothers and brothers, right? And those that, wait a minute, not church members, those that are doing it, those that I can count on, those that believe in the gospel that are living the gospel, those that are being filled with the word of God, those that have been born again and filled with the Holy Ghost, those people won't betray you. All right, here we go. Now in Luke 8, 19 through 21, puts it this way. 
Now Jesus' mother and brothers came to see him. And the reason I want it, it's in there three times, but any time it's written three times, two or three times, he must have really meant it. Mm-hmm. The Holy Spirit was inspired for these three writers to put it in there because they wanted us to get it. I know some of you in here. You have spent too much time, too much money on folks that you need to let go. That's right. You see, everybody you know ain't saved. You want them to be saved. Everybody sitting in the church ain't saved. You know that? They're not in the part of the family of Christ. They come. I remember, uh, uh, my, I always call her daughter. Well, I won't mention her name, which we were talking because she won't embarrass her. We were talking about ghetto. And she was saying, Pastor, some people are ghetto and don't know they're ghetto. <laughs> That's Tamika over there. But anyway, <laughs> she, she, yeah, she, said, she said that and we laughed. Some folks ain't saved, don't know they ain't saved. Some folks are just church members, but they're not saved. But what? Let me tell you, look at me carefully. And if you're not careful, you think they are, and you'll put them someplace you don't need to put them. Do you understand? All right. Here we go. Jesus' mother and brothers were not able to get near him because of the crowd. They weren't able to get with him, near him because of the crowd. Mm -hmm. Hmm. You see? If I knew my brother was doing something, my son was doing something, I'd be there early. All right. So someone told Jesus, your mother and brothers are standing outside wanting to see you. Mm-hmm. He replied, my mother and brothers are those who hear God's word and, and put it into practice. And put, that's, put it into what? Practice. Put it into what? Practice. Put it into what? Practice. Right. And you remember when you were athletes, you athletes know they've always said practice makes Perfect. So what I'm looking for somebody, I'll know who my mother and my brother and my sister is because I'm somebody that's practicing it. They may not have reached it, but they're practicing it. And practicing it, you, you can just see that. There are people in this church that I just really admire. There are people in here that overcome addictions. There's people in here that overcome abuse, uh, uh, sexual abuse. Oh, there are people here who's over. These are the people. Do you know how they got there? They put it in practice. Do you understand? You got to practice. You know, one of the hard things about it is you got to practice what you preach. You see, you understand what I'm saying? And I ain't talking about preaching up in this pulpit. I'm talking about when you preaching to other folk. All right. Amen to that. Go ahead. Now we're going to turn to 1 John 4, 19 through 21. Well, I'm moving fast today. <laughs> All right. Here we go. We love because he first loved us. See, if, if, now that's the first thing I've got to put in practice mm-hmm. is the love of Christ. If I have the love, if we have, you all know they don't need laws. They need the love of Christ in men and women and children's heart. If we had the love of Christ, yes, in, in men's heart, men and women's heart, if we had the love of Christ, we wouldn't have to have a domestic violence month. That's right. Laws don't change people. It is the power of Christ that changes people. He changes their heart. All right? That's right. And whoever claims to love God yet hates a brother or sister is a liar. If you claim you love God and hate Hispanics, you are a liar. That's right. Caucasians or white, you are a liar. African Americans, you are a liar. That's right. Immigrants or whatever, you are a liar. If you, uh, you cannot love God and hate your neighbor. Do you, that's the Bible talking to us. Right. You know what's wrong with America? Is God's still here. 
Uh, but love in men and women's heart has not penetrated because people have got their own ideal of how they want to treat other people. That is, that's the problem. You understand what I'm talking about? We need love in our hearts. Right? We're, yes, we're sick of people getting shot and killed and they're trying to get laws and guns. People are going to find, y'all know what probation was. They, you could buy alcohol when they, man's going to find a way. You see, the only thing that's going to stop it, it's not gun laws. It is, we need them, but it's not gun laws. It is men and women are going to have to have love in their hearts like Christ had love for us. That's right. Period. So for whoever does not love their brother and sister whom they have seen cannot love God whom they have not seen. And is Jesus talking? Hey, how can you love? I don't know who's talking. How can you love God? You haven't seen him and you can't love who you're looking at. That's right. That's right. How can you do that? I'm going to tell you something. You may not like it, but when you walk down that street and you see somebody, you don't know why they're acting a fool. You don't know what they've been through. Huh? You understand what I'm saying? That's still a child of God. Do you understand what I'm saying? I may not want to associate with them, but I'm going to be praying for them. All right? There's two things. Let me come down here again because I like coming down. Here's how you ought to live your life. Two words, acceptance and approval. I'm going to accept every human being. I may not approve of what they act like and what they believe in. That's right. Amen to that? That's how it's got to be. Acceptance and approval. Say that. Acceptance and approval. I may not love or like what a person does. I accept them, okay, as a human being, but I don't approve of what they do. All right. Isn't that good enough? I can love them and accept them as a person, but I don't approve of their lifestyle. All right. And we are given this command anyone who loves God must also love their brother and sister. If you love God, church, you got to love your brother and your sister. Now, I'm going to get out of the street and come into church. we got so much hell going on in churches now, folks don't even want to attend church. There's politics. Now, this is what a brother said on TV. This wasn't me, but I love it. I wish I had said it. They were talking about politics, and there was a bunch of brothers. You know how they have those talk shows? And this brother told these guys, they ain't got no politics in the White House. He said, if they want to know politics, they need to go to a black Baptist church. <laughs> Another brother said that. I didn't say that, but it sounds about right, doesn't it? You can have all these politics in their, in their big, big eyes and little you. No, in God, there's no big eyes and little you. No, little, no, 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 no. We all equal, right? right. We all equal, right? Yes. We all equal, right? Yes. We love one another, right? Yes. All right. If we love God, we've got to love each other. If you don't, you're telling a lie. Okay. Now we're going to start with First John. 5, verse 1 through 2. All right. Am I doing all right? So everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. See, if you believe that Jesus is the Christ, you're born of God. So that means you're born again. You become a new creation. Right? So I'm born again. Now, I had some problems with folks before I got born again. All right? But after I was born again with a new DNA, then I couldn't have problems with those folks. I had to accept those folks. I didn't have to prove of it, but I had to accept it. Because there's one time, well, maybe you all are not old enough, but there was one time when you, I should have been accepted as a human being, but not approved of as the way I lived. I'm talking about me. I, you understand what I'm saying? 
Y'all do understand that, right? Yes. All right. This is how we know that we love the children of God, and by how, loving God and carrying out his commands. So, and carrying out his what? Commands. Yeah, so, so love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, thy mind, thy soul, and thy spirit, and love thy neighbor as thy? Self. That's right. Do you all know, everybody look, there, if America, just in America, we throw enough food away a day to feed a third world country. You see, people always talk about home. They got enough money to solve that issue. Yes, they do. There's enough to solve that issue. But men is financed because of the fine medication, all of this stuff. It is called greed. If we would move the greed out and put love in there, we would have a healthy country and a fed country. Isn't that, isn't that crazy? Somebody can go to a war. And, 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 and have emotional issues and mental issues and all kinds of other issues, and they're homeless? That is the lack of love, not the lack of money. People are home in this country because of the lack of love, not the lack of money, and not the lack of food, not the lack of water. Are y'all with? It's the lack of love, all right? That's right. Now let's turn to Philippians 2, 1 through 5. I'm, about, I'm, getting, I'm working it. Am I working it all right? But let me tell you something. When the first thing... When I became a pastor, I said to myself, we ain't going to have a church like no other church. I'm not doing that. First of all, I'm not getting up here doing prosperity all the time, and I'm not getting up here talking about goody-goody, and I'm not going to be, what's, uh, uh, what do I call it? What is pastor? We're not in here for a pep rally. I love my brother back there who said he, was, he had to get off the cruise ship and get on a battleship coming back to Christ Ship or North. Raise your hand, brother. There he is back there. You can stand up. You can say that. Stand up and say that. He said that. Yeah, right there. Yeah. Yes, and it made my heart. When you said that to me, it made my heart. Because this is a battleship over here. Because we're going to fight against hate, greed. Huh? We fight against those things over here because we're going to love over here. We're going to do it right or shut the doors. That's right. Right? That's right. All right. Here we go. Therefore, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any common sharing in the spirit, if any tenderness and compassion. That's what we're supposed to have. That's what we're supposed to have, love and tenderness. and comp- Where's our love and our tenderness and compassion? That's right. So when I remember when I was in the hospital and, and, you know, dealing with that bone thing going through, folks were sending me scriptures, and I wouldn't, listen, wouldn't do them. I was getting them off because my phone's too little and didn't read. I didn't need no scripture. I needed somebody to put on there, I love you, Pastor. I knew the scriptures. I need somebody to love me. Right. Yeah, you see, I, you understand what I'm talking about? That's right. You see, you know, you know, you all don't know this. Now, I'm a tough guy, you know, but this is going to be something general you didn't know. I love flowers. <laughs> don't send me no scriptures. Send me a rose. <laughs> yeah. I didn't. No, I had, no, I'm serious. I was in good hands. They was taking care of that. I needed somebody to love me. All right, and some of you did. All right, here we go. Make my joy complete by being like-minded. He wants us to be like-minded. That's right. Let this mind be in us that's in Christ Jesus. If we like-minded, it can't be a division. All right? And having the same love, being one in spirit and of one mind. And that's what we all supposed to be in here, one in spirit and one of the same mind. Then there can't be any division. There should never be a division among believers. I didn't say church members. I said believers. 
because we have the same mind. If we have the same mind of Christ, how can we have a division with each other? That's right. Uh, is that all right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. And, and we, don't, we don't want to do anything out of self-ambition right. or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourself, not looking for your own interests, but each of you, the interests of others. That's right. That's church. That's the way the body of Christ ought to be. None of us, nobody in this church lost their father Saturday. Whatever we're dealing with, it's not what that young man's got to deal with. We need to put that aside and go in prayer for that young man. You see what I'm saying? Sometimes it ain't about me. It's about putting my little petty stuff aside and get on my knees and pray for somebody who's going through something that's worth going through something for. You understand? All right. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus. In my relationships with one another, have the same mindset as who? Christ Jesus. Do you? Do you love this brother like Christ loves this brother? Do you love this sister like Christ loves this sister? If you don't, you are a liar if you call yourself a Christian. You can call yourself a a church member, but not a Christian. Because Christian means Christ-like. And if I'm Christ-like, i got to love this sister. And sometimes the love that I have for this brother empowers me enough to set my little issues aside and ask him, what can I do to help you? Do you understand what I'm saying? That's what the church ought to be about. And that's what we're about at Christ Temple North. Period. All right? We are servants. We are here to serve one another. The only thing we can say is, and you know what pastor says, your day's coming. Your day's coming. Oh, yeah, your day's coming now. You don't get out of here. I teach you all the time. You don't get out of here alive, and you don't get out of here without going through trouble. So one day, that that valley's coming to your house, and you want to be a loving person. And when your love will help it so the problem that when you go to your valley, somebody else's love will reach down and pull you up. That's right. 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 Now from the voice. Here's one thing that would complete my joy. Come together as one in mind. Listen, listen, I want you to do that very carefully. Paul's writing to this church in the book of Philippians, and this is what we want to be. Here's one thing that comes. He, he, he wants to have joy. Right. Do we want to give the gospel? The Holy Spirit inspired Paul to write this. Do you agree with that? Amen. So when we don't live by the gospel, we grieve the Holy Spirit. Yes. And we quench the Holy Spirit. Here's how we're going to live over here. All right, start again. Come together as one in mind. We're going to come together as one in mind. Everybody repeat after me. Let this mind, Let this mind. be in me. Be in me. That was in Christ Jesus. It was in Christ Jesus. That's how we're going to come together. All right. And also one in spirit. And we're going to be one in the big spirit, not the little one. And we're going to be one in the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit doesn't divide us. The Holy Spirit brings us together in unity. Yes. All right. And also purpose. And purpose. 
Let me tell you something. What is the church's, what is our believer's purpose? You know what our purpose is? This week, when we get home tonight and you get ready to go to bed, you're praying for Riley. You're praying for Riley and his family. That's our purpose this week. That's our purpose. We're going to visualize that young man that stood up on Sunday and has done such a great job as a student and as a person. He's one of our, our security and usher. We're going to pray for him. You see? And then we're going to thank God for his grace that he showered us this morning to let us know that we're important in the body of Christ. Every one of you, let me tell you, I don't know who in here that can get a prayer through, but I hope that somebody's praying for me. You're right? Because I need your prayers. Yes. You see, because I'm saved, but I ain't safe, so I need your prayers. That's right. All right. And we are told again, don't let selfishness and prideful agendas take over. Don't let selfishness and prideful agendas take over. Sometimes it ain't about you. That's right. You see? You understand that? Mm -hmm. That's even in households. Sometimes it ain't about the husband. It's about the wife. Sometimes it ain't about the wife. It's about the husband. Sometimes it ain't about the mama. It's about the daughter. Sometimes it ain't about the daughter. It's about the mama. Our son, we got to learn it. Sometimes it ain't about us. That's right. You see? Do you understand what, that, what I'm saying here? Yes. The church was set up as a sick a place for sick people. What upsets me is when people don't want to go to church, they say, when I get my life right. If you get your life right, you don't need to come to church. Right. You see? Too many people are trying to say who can come into church and who can't come into church. Love invites all. You see, love can't help but wait to, to put and to wrap their arms around a non-believer to bring them into Christ. Love, love strengthens and helps and protects the weak. When Satan bullies the weak, love steps in and says, you are lying demon in the power of Jesus Christ's name. You wait for me, right? You see, that's what the church is supposed to do. Is that right? Embrace true humility and lift your heads to extend love to others. And we're going to embrace what? True humility yes. and lift our heads to extend love to others. There are some people, you know what they need? Somebody to love them. Somebody to love them. You know why some folks is acting a fool, as we say? Because they never had anybody to love them. And the only way they could get tension is to act up. Some kids act up because they want tension. But not here, because we love them. Isn't that right? Yes. You see, we're, people, when they come to this church, a lot of times they'll say, yeah, we didn't think this church, your church would be so diverse because of what color I am. I guess if I was white up here, they'd say the same thing, right? Hmm. Y'all know Vince Lombardi is my guy, right? When Vince Lombardi, now this was back in the 60s, he was the Green Bay Packer coach and uh, he had brought some African-American players to Green Bay because they weren't African-American players to Green Bay. First of all, there's no African-Americans up there, and second of all, it's too cold. Uh, <laughs> in Wisconsin, are you kidding me? And so a, a news person asked him, said, how many, uh, uh, they, in them days, they said Negroes and colored or something like that, players do you have in your team? He said, I don't know. All I have is Green Bay Packers. Ask me how many people I have in this church today, I don't know. They're all Christ Temple North members. Right? 
little girl, they said, she went to her parents and said, I seen God. And her parents were, they were Chinese, Japanese one. Said her parents said, what did, what did he look like? And she said, his eyes were slanted just like mine. <laughs> that's, that's the way it's supposed to be. That's love. And that's how we do it here. All right? Let me tell you, there's plenty of churches. You see, if we're not going to do it right, and we're not going to love like God said love, and we're not going to protect each other like God said it, close the doors. We ain't going to pretend up in here. You remember the song, oh, yes, I'm the great pretender? We ain't, we ain't Pollyanchi up in here. Some of y'all ought to read who Pollyanchi is, all right? And lastly, in verse 5, in other words, adopt the mindset of Jesus the anointed. So I got to get rid of, as the, as, the, as the Isaacs are making their way up here, I got to get rid of my mindset and adopt a new mindset. That's right. And that is what? The mind of Christ. Right. All right? And live with his attitude in your heart. Let me tell you. And live with Christ's attitude in your heart. Say this. I want to live with Christ's attitude in my heart. One more time, musicians. You can go up. I want to live with Christ's attitude in my heart. Here we go. I will live with Christ's attitude in my heart. And all in agreement said amen. Amen. All right.